L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Rolling along, talking a little more of the Steelers' offense before we get to the defensive matchup against the Cincinnati oh, Bengals. Oh, offense. Oh, oh. That was so bad, I almost want to start the episode over, but I won't. I'm going to persevere. I'm going to push Actually, through Actually, people won't People will never know. Maybe, pa- this is, first, maybe this is take two. Could first... be take four. <laughs> they have no idea. The first two episodes today, you've just <laughs> all over. Me? You! All right. I want to talk Pickens. I want to talk Deontay. Yep. Are we going to get a Deontay Johnson touchdown this weekend? I need it, buddy. I need mm. one. I haven't seen it yet this year. Give me it. Give me one. I want it. I want it we badly. Talked about, we talked about this this time last week. We had the same conversation. Who's going to get 100 yards, Deontay or George Pickens? And we both said we would rather see Deontay do it, but it was probably more likely that George Pickens got it. Neither one did. Neither one found the end zone. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, George Pickens found the end zone, correct? Yeah, he got yeah. it. He George got Pickens in got zone. into the end Come zone. Come on, boy. But he didn't get to the 100-yard 100, 100 mark, and neither did Deontay. And Deontay Pickens also— Pickens has had 100 yards this year. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, he has. No, I'm saying— I'm You mean saying in just the game last this week? This game. Yeah, we were saying not. this game. No, Pickens Pickens found the end zone on the ground this game. But Pickens has caught a receiving touchdown this uh-huh. year. Claypool has a receiving touchdown this year. He don't even play here anymore. Bye. I haven't seen it yet from the number one. Mm. Well, you just, haven't seen 100 yards from the number one either. You just gave him $36.78 million. You got to start scoring some touchdowns. You got to start putting more production out there. It's to the point where you're in week 11. You can no longer blame quarterbacks. You should be good enough to get into the end zone. At least once. Mm-hmm. And w- in 11 weeks. at least have at least one 100-yard game. In 11 weeks. Yes. Now, he has stated leading up that he feels like the breakout's coming. And our good buddy, Matt Williamson. Mm-hmm. Folks, you see him in the grocery store, stop him, ask him this. He loves that stuff. <laughs> but seriously, he will tell you that Deontay Johnson is open a lot. He is not losing confidence in him yet because... He's still working himself open. He's still beating man-to-man coverage. He is getting open. The connection just hasn't quite been there yet. I loved seeing the deep ball that he hit against the Saints. Maybe you can use that as a springboard. Maybe that's what you need 
to have that nine catch, 125 yard, one touchdown performance that he's capable of and that you need him to do. I think right now, the receiving core for the Steelers, especially on the outside, they've got a really good one-two punch in Pickens yeah, absolutely. and Johnson. I mean, they had a really good one-two-three punch. They did, but but I'll, I'll even say this: they still have a one good one-two-three punch when you put Pat factor in, in Pat in there. Yeah, but they need the one lead dog, I think. Yeah, to be the guy that attracts all the coverage, yeah. that takes all the attention away, and. I don't know if they are a core that you can afford to take all the attention away or, excuse me, put all the attention on somebody because you'll get beat by other people. But you need that guy to put a couple hundred-yard performances together. You know, I want three out of five weeks he's reached over 100 yards. They need someone to take the number one. It's the You want the T.J. Watt effect where he's there and he's so good that no matter what kind of protection the defense provides, he's still going to get his touchdowns, or his yards. And there's going to be moments where there's overprotection on him and it allows George Pickens or Pat Farmer to get wide open on a route that they can take into the end zone themselves. That's what you want. That's what you want. So whether it's Pickens, whether it's Johnson, someone needs to emerge and do it. But I'm looking at Johnson to do it because he's he's further along in his career. And and quite frankly, he has done it because he was Ben's number one guy last mm-hmm. year and he put up number one receiving numbers he had over a thousand yards last year right. through the air so he's been there done that there's no question that this has been his most disappointing season to date i'll say i i might have made an including error including the year that he played as a rookie with duck and mason because he still made some plays that year. and he made the all pro team as a punt returner yes yeah. i may have made an i may have made an error i i said let it have the T.J. Watt effect. I was kind of stupid by not saying let it have the Antonio Brown effect. Because oh, well. let's think let's think of the two best years of Juju Smith-Schuster's career. His first two, when Antonio Brown was playing, all that attention to Antonio Brown. I'll do you one he better. He was that good. He was still able to get a lot of yards and touchdowns. Juju still did the same. I'll prove your point even more. Sure, go for it. Juju, I know he's hurt now. Yeah. That, that hit really yeah. sucked to see. Like, that was scary. But... Before that, he was having his best year since his Antonio Brown years. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Is it because of Travis Kelsey? What could it be? What's going, What's going on, on in Kansas, Kansas City? City? We've yes. been doing that too much recently. It's Kansas City's Travis Kelsey that is obviously mm-hmm. making life a lot easier for Juju. That's pretty clear. Yeah. He needs a number one to be at his best. And I don't think that Johnson and Pickens are like that because I think they both kind of have that number one mold about them. So... Can you get like a Jefferson Thielen effect when they were both up and running at their mm-hmm. best? Can you get kind of like that two number ones and have that guy who is just the de facto number two go bananas sometimes because he, he's getting number two coverages while Deontay's getting the one or vice versa? I don't know, but I want to see that start to develop more in the second half of the season. And you said it's not so much on the quarterbacks anymore. I do agree with you that despite the fact that the quarterback play hasn't been amazing, you should have found yourself over the century mark at this point. Mm-hmm. I do think that they need to be found a little bit more by Kenny because yeah, they, no, they are open it's more being, than they're being hit. It's being pointed out for sure. Yes. And as Williamson said too, it, it, he is getting open. And we know that he's capable of getting open. We know that Deontay Johnson's separation ability is probably second to none in the NFL. Right? There are guys who are faster or taller or better hands but his separation ability, that quick step that he has, I think is second to none. Maybe only to Tyreek Hill, but that's pretty good company to be in. 
Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. If that's your only uh, If that's your only company, that that's only pretty good. You, yeah. So, yeah, I'd say that that's a pretty good sign for for Deontay, but yeah, they're getting open. They need to be found a little bit more. Hopefully, that starts in this game against the Bengals. One more thing offensively. Sure. This is a game. It's a four-point spread. I don't have to tell you, buddy. AFC North matchups come down to Absolutely. the toe of your kicker a lot more often than not. Mm. What's the confidence level on that where, you know, Matthew Wright missed a couple field goals in this game against the Saints, but the Steelers were in control of that game. It might be a matter of you need to make this field goal to make it a single-digit game heading into halftime. You need to make this field goal to tie things up going into the fourth quarter. You need to make this field goal to give us a three-point lead with two minutes left in the game. That could clearly be this. I don't think it's far-fetched at all to say that any of those scenarios Especially when you consider how the last time the Steelers and Bengals faced each other ended, right? Missed field goals by Evan McPherson. A blocked extra point by Minka Fitzpatrick. snapping problems. Special teams. Right. Really plagued the Bengals. Came down to a Chris Boswell field goal in overtime to win it. Is it going to come full circle in this one? Is it going to be special team blunders that hurt the Steelers, mm. as it did with the Bengals in week one? That'd be a tough pill to swallow. I think that Matthew Wright has... The ability. I mean, he's an NFL kicker. He's done it yeah. before. We've seen him do it even here in Pittsburgh before. Yeah. And again, I, I like to always say that first one that he missed against the Saints. Yeah, you need to make it, but the distance. But that was an NFL miss. It was a kick that was high enough, uh-huh. long enough. It hit. And the it upright. curved. Yeah. Yeah, it hit the upright like almost all the way up the upright. Second one looked like me. After five years <laughs> trying to kick a 20-yard field goal in high school football playing field. Playing Tur- and the Turkey, and the turkey bowl, bowl next bowl. week. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was a real bad kick. So It was so bad, Tom. I hate to be so harsh. It was so bad, I didn't even see where the ball went I until think, the replay. And I think that's why we were a little nervous. Because if he had two misses that looked like his first miss, we'd be like, okay, you just need to straighten that out. Mm-hmm. But Especially the Shankopotamus on the second one. Considering the second field goal was only, what, a 33-yard field goal? Yeesh. The... The, the same think, distance essentially as an extra point. Yeah, I don't think that they were any further than like thirty-five. No. Either one of them. So no, on the second one. Yeah, the second one was shorter than the, the first, first one. one was about a forty-eight or forty-nine yard field goal. The second one was the shorter one that he missed, and he did make one. So we do have yeah, to give he did. him some yeah, he credit did. there. Is that he did put? He was one for three, but that second one that's burned into my head. I don't think he'll do that again against the Bengals. Although you would hope not. It's going to be cold on Sunday. It's going to be windy on Sunday. You know it. It's a really tough place to kick. I think there's. it's fair to have a little bit of nerves heading into that game when it comes if to you're the Matthew Wright. Yes. If you're Matthew Wright. Yeah. And honestly, Tom, that trickles down to if you're Mike Tomlin. Because what if it is? What if the weather is really bad and the wind is really strong and you're at the 35-yard line and it's fourth down? What do you do? You no longer have Chris Boswell available to... Oh, is it a matter of so like it's fourth and four and normally with Boswell, you kick that, but you Mm -hmm. go for it now. Like, do you increase your distance for the first down on a fourth down in your opponent's side of the field because of your kicking problems? Like where you would only go for it if it was fourth and two or shorter, you expand that to fourth and five now if you're Mm -hmm. between that like no man's land of the 45 and the the 35. I think that's. What you That's have on the table, consider. right? Yeah, absolutely. It's on the table, and it. That, and I would say this: you got to get first downs and score touchdowns to beat the Bengals. Yeah, but in that's theory, anyway. that's a season long battle that the Steelers have been yes. trying to overcome. That's not only being talked about for the first time this week. Like the same thing with Matthew Wright. Yes, I agree with that. So that's that. That's nothing new to the Steelers team. So I kind of think Minka Fitzpatrick's going to play, 
It looks that way. He was a full practice participant on Thursday. The practice, so we're, as we usually do, recording our Friday episodes around noon. Before practice. But before practice. He was full participant yesterday. So, like, if he has a setback, I guess he won't practice today. But, like. But then you have Saturday off. Dude, that means he was in pads running around on Thursday uh-huh. if they were in pads on Thursday. He, he was, was hitting, pa- he was running. He, he was, was running around on Sunday. On sa- even on Saturday, I believe, when the team were just doing little warm-ups, he was running around. It's amazing. Right? Didn't you hear yes. that? Yes. It's amazing to me that Minka can come back and it's not – I don't even – like, I, initially I was going to have the take, like, well, you can put him on a pitch count too because you have KZ, so you don't have to really make him a starter. But I think he's going to start. He's just going like, to start gonna just the play. I think he's 100%. But I don't even care, Tom, if you do do the pitch count. If KZ starts the game – and then Minka just comes in every now and again. Yeah. I wouldn't hate but that. It's if, not going to happen. Get, I think he's going to play. If you get Minka Fitzpatrick at all, that's a positive. I think he's going to play a lot. And I'm very excited to see the big nickel for the first time this year. Mm-hmm. We've been Something you we've been, specifially have been looking forward to for a while. All now. of us, man. Yeah, we've been but, talking about right, it since right, right, August, right. since this was going to. Since you thought DeMonte KZ was going to be available to you all season long. Until he got hurt in that last preseason right. game, and then the suspension happened. So it's something that's been a long time coming, and I think this is a great opponent to really unveil it for the first time. Especially because there's no Jamar Chase. You now there's have no Jamar three Chase. safeties have, yes, to cover two receivers. two receivers. Yeah. Hayden Hurst, whatever. Joe Mixon Hayden maybe Hurst, gets involved yeah. in the passing game a little more than usual. Hayden Hurst doesn't intimidate you, though. No, but I think he's going to have to take on more of a yeah, workout because of the injury to Chase. And let's not forget, he did have a... Decent day. I mean, nothing spectacular, but a decent day against the Steelers in week one. But that could have been because Jamar Chase was out there. Is it maybe decoy? And they said this is going to be designed to Hayden Hurst, but we're going to look like we're going to pass it to Jamar Chase. You no longer have that decoy guy. No, you don't. I will say this, though. I am looking for Minka to play a little bit of slot corner in this game if he's 100% Ooh, ready to play. Because like it. Spoon, again, yeah. did not practice on Thursday. Yeah. Doesn't look like that hamstring is going to be healthy. I think Sutton's really good when you bump him into the slot, mm-hmm. but I also think he's one of your top two outside corners right mm-hmm. now. And he still might be that when Spoon's healthy. And Levi Wallace has been improving as well. He's outside no yeah. matter what. He's right, right, there. of course, yeah. of course. So I think you keep Sutton and Levi outside, and, and you if allow you have KZ Minka. at center field, mm-hmm. why not have Minka cover Boyd in the slot? No, I, I have no problem with it. And that's kind of why... A couple of weeks ago, when Demonte Casey was out, was I think Boyd could torch you in this game. I, I see Boyd as a Steeler killer, kind of. It's just that's his role, kind of. It, it's has, that he's had. He's coming the past, to the league right? for the last what two or three or four years now. I could just see him getting dirty yardage all game long, but maybe not if number thirty nine's on him. See, I'm more inclined to think that T. Higgins is going to be the guy. Because a little with, healthier now after with the bye. Jamar Chase out, it's just going to be okay. Well, I'm going to T Higgins is the number one receiver on maybe 31 other NFL teams. I'm just going to let this kid eat and and throw in the ball. I don't care who they have him in coverage. He's good enough to go up and get some passes that are going to be contested anyways. I don't want to have people think that I'm pigeonholing Minka into that slot either. Mm-hmm. I just think it's something that we can you see. You can experiment with, yeah. You can move them all over the place. Right, now though, that you have though. KZ and Terrell Emmons out there, you can let Minka be that true free safety. A matchup I'm really looking forward to as well. Mm-hmm. It's not. I don't know how much they'll get into one-on-one, I'm going to cover him kind of stuff, but Minka versus Joe Mixon. Because if you watch the tape from week one, Minka was hit out there against the mm. Bengals and 
he was talking a lot of trash to Joe Do you Mixon. remember? Do you remember when Mixon told him he was too short? Yeah. And then Mixon just, just ask lit that. him up yep. the next, like, a couple plays later. The, like, that, it was the play at the goal line. You remember? They yes. threw it to the goal line, and Minka just, boop. He was talking a lot of crap on Joe Mixon in that game. So I'm very excited to kind of see that dynamic again. I'm just happy that Minka's back. What a superhero. Yeah. I can't believe the advancements in modern medicine. I right. Mean, I mean, because you remember when Ben Roethlisberger had it. Yeah. He was out for two weeks. Well, you remember when you had it. Well, that sidelined <laughs> no me, me out of my freshman year of high school for quite some time. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Uh, we talked about Witherspoon being on the injury report as well defensively. Devin Bush did not practice on Wednesday with the knee, but he was full practice on Thursday, so he's good to go. Awesome to not see Miles Jack even show up on the injury yes. report. He's back. Someone you desperately again. need back. Needed him back. TJ Watt did not practice yesterday because he's a veteran and he don't need to practice. No. He gets the rest. Same thing with Cam Hayward. If if anything should indicate to you that this is of no concern, it's TJ Watts hold in uh, at the beginning or at training camp last season in 2021. Right? Didn't really participate as a in a full capacity. Right? Like everybody else did. Uh, got his contract and still didn't really play in those preseason games significantly. And what did he do in week one? Oh, he had, what, two sacks on Josh Allen, a strip sack, I think an interception in that game, and then went on to get 22 and a half sacks, tying the single-season NFL record. I I would give T.J. Watt the entire year off from, from February to September. Let him do whatever he wants. I have full confidence on his own time. He'll be ready week one. So... And a given week in the NFL season, TJ, take all the time you need to rest. I know you'll be ready for Sunday when that first kickoff is made. Joby did not practice on Wednesday. Limited Thursday with a hip. I think Joby's going to play. I just think Joby's going to deal with a hip injury for the rest of the season. So maybe he won't be 100%. Yeah. But I take a 60% Joby, 70% Joby over anybody else. He's mm-hmm. really emerged as a great addition Absolutely. to that defensive front. TJ Watt is back though. Joe Burrow's worst nightmare week one was mm-hmm. TJ Watt. The Bengals and Joe Burrow have thrown six interceptions this season. He threw four of them mm-hmm. against the Steelers in that week one game. So he's done an amazing job at protecting that football. Mm-hmm. What do you have to do to turn him over? And you can't really say, well, if you get a lot of pressure on him, he'll do it. He gets sacked more than any quarterback in the league. He so doesn't, doesn't turn the ball over unless he's playing the Steelers. That doesn't equate to him turning it over. Ball, yeah, right. So I, I don't know how you generate a couple turnovers from him in this game. Maybe it is just a TJ Watt and the Steelers have his number kind of thing, and he'll throw a couple bad ones. I don't know if you can rely on a pick though in this game, like you were relying on last week against the Saints. You know, we were saying if you don't if you don't get one against the Saints, something really went wrong defensively. This week you might have to just get the job done with a lot of quarterback sacks on third down, mm-hmm. maybe force a fumble every mm-hmm. once in a while, but. 
banking on Joe Burrow to throw interceptions. I know you Steelers fans saw him throw four the last time you played. That's not necessarily the safest bet. No, I mean, there was a lot of rust, I think, on both teams, the Steelers and the Bengals in that week one game. And clearly the rust came in Bengal, for the Bengals in the form of Joe Burrow throwing all those interceptions. The uh, Bengals rested Lyle Collins on Wednesday. Uh, good move because he's going to have his hands full mm-hmm. on Sunday. I look for another big game from Alex Highsmith. Alex Highsmith I had a do monster too. game against the Bengals in Week One. Well, had a monster, sacks. had a monster game this past week. Defensive Player of the Week last and week. And the AFC side of things. He's yeah. got five and a half sacks in the two games that TJ Watt has played this year, and I think that that's going to be the case again here because they, like Matt was saying last week, Williamson, Ramchek's their best offensive lineman. The Saints, and they were still helping mm-hmm. him like he was a rookie because it was TJ Watt, mm-hmm. and they had a bunch of you know they had a, ma- a mash unit of guys on their offensive line last week because of injury, they still had to help Ramchek, who was their established player because of who he's going up against. Same thing this week. Jonah Williams for the Bengals, he stinks this year. He was supposed to be their anchor. Stinks this year. I think it's Alex Highsmith is going to be one-on-one with him all game long. I think it's pretty clear. As we said, pressure on the quarterback does not necessarily equate to turnovers, but you don't even you don't have to worry about turnovers. I think just getting to Joe Burrow, just frustrating him to the point where maybe he does force an error once. Maybe once is all you need. But I think that pressure on Joe Burrow, exploiting their offensive line, really is the key to slowing down that offense. I think the pressure is going to be there. I have no reason not to think that because it's always there when T.J. Watt plays. It's there when T.J. Watt plays and the Bengals do the worst job in the at league. Stopping it, at yes. Stopping it, right. So I'm not worried. Like, if the Bengals want to get into a game where they pass the ball a lot, I think that's something the Steelers can handle, especially without Jamar Chase out there, who was the one that torched them in Week 1. And with all three of their safeties playing. Stopping Joe Mixon, I think, is a real big key. And mm-hmm. they did a good job of that in Week 1. Yeah. And if Joby's healthy, then the Steelers' front will be as healthy as it can be, and I think it's good against the run this year. It's much better run defense than it was last yes. year. They're getting closer towards the middle of the league right now as far as stopping Compared the Compared to the very bottom, bottom where they last were year. last so year. So they're much more improved, and especially when they're healthy. And I think Watt played the run tremendously against the Saints. Really underrated part of his game, if you can even say there is an underrated part, is he's getting better and better at being a run stopper mm-hmm. as well and setting that edge. So. How many, I, I mean, how many times did you see last week where he was riding up Alvin Kamara's back? I love he that play. He got gotten I, I behind I love when he him. does that. Yeah. I love when he cha- the chase down from mm-hmm. TJ Watt. It's the best. They're much more solid at doing it. They did a decent job against Joe week one. He had over 100 total yards, a couple big plays from him. If they can get the ground game going, Cincinnati, then I think you might be in trouble. You saw what happened to Carolina, who's not a great team, but... Bengals just ran it all over them at will. If the Steelers can cut that head off the snake and really limit Joe Mixon to three yards a carry, 2.9 yards per carry, I think you're in better shape as a defense. As as weird as that sounds with how high-powered that passing game can be, it's missing its biggest weapon other than Joe. And I think that the pressure that the Steelers can get on Joe is going to disrupt a lot of things they want to do downfield in the passing game. So... Mm -hmm. If you can stop the run early, and I don't think that the Bengals are going to come out throwing like crazy. I think they're going to try to establish the run. I think you're going to set yourself up for a lot of success in this game. So I really look at that Joe Mixon matchup as one of the bigger keys. If you can make him quiet, 
quiet-ish like week one or even yeah. quieter, I think you're in good shape. Well, if you remember week one, he did have one long run. a really run. long run. I think it was like 40 yards or maybe even 50 yards, something like that. But the rest of the day, Tom, I don't think he eclipsed 100 yards, even though he had that really long run. So the Steelers, minus that one play, and yeah, it was a big play, did a really good job overall at stopping Joe Mixon. And I think you made a great point by, with no Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, you could see him have a more involved role in the passing game, but you're very confident in your pass protection, whether it's TJ Watt, whether it's um, Miles Jack, or someone coming down from the secondary, like you mentioned, uh, Mickey Fitzpatrick, you have the confidence in those guys to make sure he's a non-factor in that aspect of the game. Eight. Or 82 yards for 27 carries in that week one matchup. So that's three yards per carry. Mm-hmm. So he did get 86. And do you know what his long grinded was? for that. His long was a 31 yard run. Oh, wow. He had seven catches for 63 yards, though. So that's where he did mm-hmm. kind of do some damage. What was his him. long there? Only nine. So he oh, was okay. catching them yeah. out of the backfield yeah. and taking them for distances. So you got to be careful with him in the passing game. I think, especially with Jamar Chase out, they might want to try to use him more if they're down in the game, if they want to open up their passing game use him as that number three option because they think he's probably their best choice as that number three option right right now. Uh, Joe Mixon stopping him, a huge key. And like I said, you got to make sure you make Tyler Boyd doesn't beat you, T. Higgins doesn't go too crazy on you because they do have that number one potential on any Mm -hmm. given Sunday. Boyd can beat you down the middle of the seam for Mm -hmm. a 60-yard touchdown pass. Higgins can go for eight catches for 130 yards and have a Jamar Chase-esque performance. So... Really looking at the secondary to help shut those guys down. But again, I think that pass rush does a lot of help in that department and not letting plays develop deep downfield and and really shutting them down at the quarterback before he can even get the ball out. Yeah, right. It's The winning formula, I think, is there. It's just the execution and the containment of Joe Burrow is are the, the wild cards. It's just how... How well will those operate? That's why I'm so optimistic, man. Like, yeah. I just, I just, there's a formula there to win, mm-hmm. and I saw them beat this team already this year. Yeah, with, that's with the crazy Jamar thing Chase. is that you don't have to say, well, what did you do wrong in week one that you could improve upon in week or in week eleven that could lead to a win versus the loss you suffered in week one? No, you did beat them. The thing is, though, it's a different team now. It's a different team, but I will also say this: they got a little bit lucky in that game. And they the it could have gone either they way. The Steelers, yeah. it could have gone either way. I would say, kinda, little, I would say a little lucky. I'd say they got. That's kind of why I view this game really as, as being close, though, because yeah. even though the, the Bengals didn't get the breaks at the end, and the Steelers did, they played a tight game the entire way. Through. And sometimes in these division rival games, luck is a difference maker. It's just how it goes in these games. Do you think Watt gets a sack? I think he he yeah. just missed the sack last right. week because Dalton just passed the line of scrimmage uh-huh. and he tripped him up. I think he gets one and a half. At least. Yeah, I, I, I think for him and Alex Highsmith both, I think the number to set there is maybe like four, over under four. I'm going to look up. How many times did they sack them in week one? Seven. Seven sacks Seven sacks. Think they matched that? Three and a half from Alex Highsmith. I think TJ had one TJ and a half. TJ had one. I think Cam had one on like the first play of the game. Right. Do you think they matched that? Seven, it's That's possible. That's a lot to ask. It is, but this team is getting better, especially now with TJ Watt, at sacking the quarterback. I mean... Remember in in the Jets game and in the Patriots game, I think they that was abysmal. I I think they finished with zero sacks against the Patriots. Uh, there I think was the Browns game; they didn't get a sack. I think I think you're right too about that. It, it's just not. It was so uncharacteristic of this team, but it was because T.J. Watt wasn't out there. 
I think I saw something like when the, when TJ Watt is in the lineup, when TJ Watt's playing, the Steelers average over three sacks a game. <sighs> when he's not playing, I think they average one. He has if a, if that he has an insane effect. Like mm-hmm. the uh, yard, again, it's yards not per it's play not allowed. because he's getting the sacks. It's because no, the, he creates it right. Yards per play allowed when he's in the two games is like four point four yards per play. Mm-hmm. That's like by far the best in the league. Without without him, they're closer towards six yards per play. They're like five point five, five point six, which is not good. Like it's almost a full yard difference right. per play for the other team when number ninety's on the field and we're real happy he is and Joe Burrow's not. Mm-hmm. And that's all that matters. And it's it should be a long day for him in that pocket. Hopefully TJ leaves this Bengals game unscathed though. Yes. Yes. Compared to the he first played time he played. Fifty nine minutes and fifty seconds against them last time and then tore that peck. Didn't tear it. Strained that peck in that final 10 seconds and lost him for the majority of the season. You can now listen to Steelers Nation Radio anytime, anywhere through your smart speaker. You just say, Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio for my heart, and Alexa will take care of the rest. We're going to light that fireplace next. Mm -hmm. Got a pretty decent Thursday night football game, at least storyline-wise to talk about. Finally. So we'll talk about the Packers and the Titans game, and we'll get into all the action around the NFL in the coming week. That's on the way next. It's a Fireside Friday. He's Jacob Brecht. I'm Tom Opperman. This is the Steelers Standard. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's L-E-E. ESA.com slash iHeart.